Hello and welcome to the United Launch Alliance Vulcan Centaur Podcast. I'm Derek Brecken, and I'll be your host over the course of this series as we sit down with the team bringing ULA's newest rocket to life. My name is Sabrina Ames, and I am the Centaur 5 Hardware Integrator and Project Engineer. On the upper stage of our rocket, the part that actually goes into space, um, I am the hardware integrator. So essentially what I do is I work between engineering, procurement, and production to solve different problems that come up when we're building a first article um, and basically just uh, put fires out. Let's back up a little bit. How did you get your start in the aerospace industry? Was it something you were always interested in? Uh, so actually I started or I got this passion when I was in elementary school. So we had this after school program, which was called the Rate Flight Program. Uh, and essentially it was a whole bunch of different after school sessions where we just learned about aviation and flying and stuff. And then it culminated in a field trip uh, to Davis Moffin Air Force Base, which was in Tucson where I grew up. And uh, we got to fly in the flight simulators that like fighter jets get to actually fly in. And so it was super cool and super eye opening. Um, and then also, just growing up in Tucson, there's this thing called the the Boneyard, and essentially it's all of the old retired planes that they just have out in a field, and it's awesome. And so that planted the seed for you know aviation and aerospace as a whole. Um, and then when I got to college, I discovered rockets, and rockets go way faster and way higher, a lot more flames coming out the back, and so it was really hard to go from rockets back into aviation. How would you describe your experience actually working in the aerospace industry from what you thought it might be um, as a student? I think it's a lot different. I think, um, you know, in college you think about or you're, you're taught textbook things, right? And so you're taught all the formulas. But when it comes to uh, working in aerospace, it's a lot more of a team environment. And so it's not like you have to memorize that entire textbook uh, and all of those formulas you rely heavily on your team, and uh, it's just much more collaborative than I expected when I studied in college. When you first got started, uh, you were in a position similar to mine, obviously not in communications, but you were an intern here. Uh, what was that experience like? I actually did three different internships at ULA when I was in college. And so the, the cool part about doing that is I got exposure to so many different or parts of the organization so I first started off as a dynamic environments intern. So essentially that's uh, vibration, shock, and acoustics. And it was really cool because I got to do a lot of data processing for a new RL10 hot fire um, for a new engine. And so uh, it was really cool because I got to learn not only about the rocket as a whole, but also what that means uh, technically. So from like on the rocket and kind of how that flows to different parts um, so the second internship I did was actually an ordinance and ordinance kind of goes hand in hand with dynamic environments because, uh, the explosives on the rocket are what create a lot of these different environments. Um, so I got to see, you know, upstream and downstream the different, uh, organizations and how they interact. Um, and then my last internship was actually at the launch site. And so I got to see all of the ordinance that I had studied actually go on the rocket um, and understand the different things that it did when uh, it fired. And so it was kind of really great to see the whole life cycle and just to see, you know, different parts. So you'd mentioned that your uh, one of the biggest differences from your uh, learning or your education to working in the field was the ability to work in teams and having uh, the opportunity to learn from some of your peers. Uh, 
What has your team experience been like at ULA since you started here? So each team is actually a little bit different. Um, The biggest part that I have seen in all of the different teams that I've worked in is just uh, an overall passion for what we do here. And so it's kind of what drives you um, and what kind of brings us all together. Um, And so my team, you know, there are some rough days. I'm not going to lie about that. Right. But the team that I work with, they all help you get through it and you get through it together and you see your outputs and it just it makes it all worth it. What is the most exciting element or aspect of the work that you're doing these days? I would say it's a few different things. Um, One of the best parts is just having new challenges every day. Um, And so it means that I get to learn new things every day. And so there's never a dull day. Um, The second part is, as you mentioned, my team. My team is just awesome to work with. Um, There's so many different people who are just experts in their field. And the great part about the team is that they're always willing to share that knowledge with you. And so they they put up with all of my questions and they sit with patience and grace. And it's really awesome to be able to learn so many different things from such a great team. Um, And then the last part that I really like is just being able to do project and program management You know, when I was in grad school, one of the things that uh, you do as an academic is I used to dive down what I called the research rabbit hole. And so you pull on a thread and then it ends up unwinding the entire sweater until you understand to the nth degree everything that went wrong with a specific thing. Um, However, in industry and when you're trying to launch rockets, you can't always go to that level of detail. And so being able to bring in project management means that you can still get to, you know, some of those technical details, but you also get to look higher level and make sure that you're still moving forward to meet your schedule deadlines and things. Do you have mentors or do you have people that you mentor? Uh, Mentorship is like a huge thing for me. Um, I regularly rely on my mentors throughout the organization. I can't say that, you know, I've got one specific person that I always go to, but it's really nice to have that broad exposure to mentors. Um, And so I actually pick up mentors pretty much everywhere in the organization. And so, um, you know, being able to reach into chief engineers, um, analysts and designers, uh, reaching into our launch operations and production operations and being able to have people throughout the entire organization to be able to pick their brains when you come up with a specific problem or you're confused about something. It's really great to have that whole broad base Um, Also, just peer mentors. Um, So they don't have to be, you know, above or below you. Just being able to have someone to bounce ideas off of is really great. The other thing that uh, I I was part of uh, just recently, actually, was to create a formal mentoring program with our um, women in launch organization. And so we now have a, a formal mentoring program, which is pretty neat. What was that process like getting that started? Uh, it was actually pretty fun. Uh, it was three of us, um, and the three of us essentially just met periodically. We came up with a little survey and list of questions that we sent out to our organization, um, and then people filled it out, and based on kind of their preferences and questions about what they wanted to do and what they wanted to get out of it, uh, we ended up sitting down in a room and matching people together, um, and then we had a, a formal kickoff where We gave people resources um, to start having these conversations and maybe break the ice a little bit. Does that fall under the uh, employee resource group category here at ULA? Yeah. 
And so uh, I'm actually the president of our Women in Launch organization. Um, and so essentially, we're just trying to provide educational resources, um, networking, mentoring, and community outreach to um, women at ULA. How has that looked during the whole remote work COVID-19 um global pandemic scenario. <laughs> so it's been a lot different this year than in years past. Traditionally, uh, each of the different women and launch site organizers, we generally focus a lot on community outreach and STEM outreach. And so we're usually, you know, in the classrooms with students uh, or running canned food drives and, you know, getting out into the community. Uh, this year was just significantly different. I think this year we did get to focus a little bit more internally to ULA and how we can provide resources to our members. And so it meant that we had the bandwidth to go do this mentoring thing. For any women listening who are interested in a career in, in aerospace, what specific advice would you give them? Keep going. Uh, we really definitely need you. And uh, it's going to be hard work, but it's 100% worth it in the end. You know, we are getting into human exploration more and more. And it's just really a, an exciting time to be in space. The aerospace industry has traditionally been pretty male-dominated. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experience and maybe some of the resources that you found beneficial throughout your career? Of course. Um, so it definitely is for now, um, but I do mean for now. Uh, we're actually kicking off a new initiative um, for something we're calling Operation Feed the Pipeline. So essentially what we're doing is we're going to be looking at ways to promote women and minorities in the STEM field. So that way uh, we have school children who are interested in pursuing science when they get to college and college students who are still passionate about space and aerospace. And they pursue that throughout their college careers um, and just making ULA feel like home um, for these groups. So that way, you know, we can retain them and we can make ULA a really diverse place to work. One of the core values of ULA is inclusion. Can you speak to what that value means to you personally and how you see it play out um, here at ULA? Diversity and inclusion, I think, is really important, especially in our fields, because you really do want different people coming to the table with different ideas. I think you get much more robust technical solutions to problems when people are coming at things from different angles. Um, and so... Uh, I think that that's really important. And one of my goals here, not only as like an ERG or employee resource group representative, but just as a, an employee at ULA is to make it more diverse and more inclusive and make everyone feel like ULA's home. Do you have anything that has particularly stuck out to you as a change in the industry or a change at ULA that has been um, interesting or exciting to you in recent history? Uh, I think the biggest one is Vulcan. Um, I did start my career off on the recurring side of things um, and just being able to see the progress of Vulcan. Um, the part that I get the most excited about is all of the new tooling. And so just being able to see all this stuff come online and us being able to debug it, it just gets really exciting. We left out that you went to MIT. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that at all, but I imagine that that had to have impact or influence so I actually only did my master's at MIT. I did my undergraduate at the University of Arizona. Okay. Um, and so it was actually a really nice balance. Um, I did already plant the seed. Um, and my love of aerospace and rockets actually came during my undergrad tenure. Um, but MIT, I think, taught me a, a few different skills that I definitely use here. 
uh, at ULA. Um, the first thing is just teaching me how to learn. The other thing that I think I got a little bit more exposure to at MIT was um, just working with other teams to solve bigger problems. Um, as I mentioned, you know, in undergrad, you work independently and you're always just focused on the textbook. But as soon as you get to control your own fate when it comes to research, um, you rely more heavily on teamwork um, and working with others to solve bigger problems. And so I think that was one of the bigger takeaways from my graduate experience. So would you suggest anybody who's maybe found a passion for aerospace and who maybe has identified one specific area that they're interested in to um, find ways to get connected with clubs or, or community groups at their school because that's such a big part of what it means to be in this industry? I think for sure. Um, and throughout my entire education, I have always clung to groups and organizations and clubs um, that can teach me different skills outside of the classroom. And so I think my advice to, you know, uh, K-12 students is get involved in those clubs. Um, after school programs, as I mentioned, that's how I got my passion for aerospace. And I learned so many different things. And uh, even ULA, we have an intern rocket program. And one of the things that we do is we ask K-12 students to build us payloads. Um, and it's a really cool experience. You get to go through an entire launch campaign uh, just in one short summer. And similar advice for college, you know, I was part of the American Society of Mechanical Engineers when I was an undergrad um, and a few different organizations when I was in grad school. And uh, it helped me network with others. You know, I still have some of my best friends came from those organizations, uh, but it also teaches you different skills, working in a machine shop, which makes you a better designer or um, organizing social events, which helps you organize your day-to-day -day workload and your project management skills. So uh, I think joining clubs and doing extracurriculars is a really great way to supplement your classroom learning. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your career goals or view your career evolving over the, the next couple of years? So I think long term, uh, one of my objectives uh, that I think I took away from my chief of staff tenure was just the um, desire to get into uh, like program management and to be able to uh, execute large development programs similar to Vulcan Centaur. Uh, I think that's kind of the end state of my career. Uh, I think what I'm doing right now is trying to build up skills that can help do better at that job. Um, and so, you know, working these smaller projects and learning project management and learning how to interact with people, um, I think they're all skills that are driving me towards that goal. Thanks for listening to United Launch Alliance's Vulcan Centaur series. In the next episode, we'll hear from ULA's trajectory design engineer, Jeremy Ralph, as we discuss what it takes to reach new heights. If you'd like to stay up to date with ULA news and events, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ULA Launch.